Hello, and thank you for joining us for the JCAR Report. I'm your host, Bonnie White, and in this podcast, we'll be talking about all the things real estate. Hello, hello, and thank you to all of our listeners who have joined us today. I'm very excited to introduce our special guest, Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson is the Director of Economic Development for Johnston County and coordinates with public, private, and government agencies on issues regarding economic development, community development, growth management legislation, and regional planning. During his nine-year tenure, Chris has directed over $5 billion of new and expanded industry investment and over 3,500 jobs in our area. To say the least, he is an asset to Johnston County, and we look forward to speaking with you today. All right. Well, welcome, Chris. Thank you so much for coming in today. We really appreciate you taking the time and joining us uh, as the number one fastest growing county in North Carolina. I'm sure your schedule's awfully busy. So, It is indeed a pleasure, and I certainly do appreciate the opportunity to partner with uh, your organization and uh, be able to continue telling the the JOCO story. There you go. Wonderful. We appreciate that. Um, So first, if you could just tell me, uh, tell everybody a little bit about your role in in Johnston County. Well, uh, I've been in this position now for for 10 years, and uh, I've been living, but I've lived in Johnston County since 1990. I've uh, a transplant pretty much like probably 80% of the population in Johnston County. But when I moved here, uh, I married a, a Johnstonian, a, a fifth generation Johnstonian a young lady and met her at college. Uh, but familiar with the Triangle region, my mother's family is from Fuquay Marina. So I was kind of, I understood the, the area, but moved here in 1990 when the population of Johnston County was right around 80,000 uh, people, which is incredible. Uh, so uh, it's I've seen a lot of change over the last 32 years, 33 years now. Yes, I can imagine. Um, and so, as far as uh, your role that you play with the economic development, um, if you could just talk about that a little bit. Sure first. thing. I've, it's kind of a journeyman's role. Uh, I've kind of when I moved to Johnston County in 1990, I was actually with the state of North Carolina, and then kind of bounced around with a couple of careers. Um, uh, yeah, but during the that that those transitional period, my wife and I also opened up and with her family a uh, homeware shop uh, downtown. Best storefront in downtown well, Smithfield. That's my favorite. I appreciate it. Yeah. I, I tell everybody, everybody comes up and says, I enjoy driving by and looking in your windows. And I'm like, well, you know, that doesn't cut on the lights. I need y'all to come in and, and buy something. So no, but we've been very fortunate there. We've been, uh, we've, We've been there for 33 years. This was this is our uh, we we opened up in 1991, and um, so going back to what the original question was, got sidetracked. Um, in between careers and stuff, um, I we, we were opening up Jewels or had Jewels open, and I joined the Downtown Smithfield Development Corporation as a board member, and their executive director had just stepped away or, or, or left, uh, put in his resignation about a couple of months before the Ham and Yam Festival. And I was in between careers, and uh, and the board asked me, could I step in as an interim basis uh, to get us through the festival? I said, sure thing, I'll be more than happy to. And just fell in love with the position. Uh, Main Street, us against them, you know, small retailer versus the big box, kind of that greediness. 
So uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed doing what I was doing, and I felt like I had a little street cred with the other property owners and business owners because I own property as well and own the business. So I was kind of a little, you know, I, I watched over what the things that we did, uh, the things that we spent money on. You know, I kind of guarded it as if it was my own because it was. So I was kind of your beyond this the typical bureaucrat running our organization. Um, so uh, during that time, um, my roles expanded. That you know, got a, had a great working relationship with the town of Smithfield. They needed some existing industry type uh, uh, things happening outside the downtown district. Um, I was fortunate to be a, appointed to the uh, advisory board for the Johnson Johnson County Economic Development Organization, which I now work with. So I kind of, from starting at the small Main Street, small business uh, background, kind of expanded to the county. And then from there, when Rick Kester approached me about 10 years ago, would I be interested in this position? I immediately jumped at the opportunity. And so I could do Main Street in my sleep. I still love it. It's in my DNA. Anytime that I travel, I'm constantly taking photographs of historic buildings, you know, what downtowns are doing. And, you know, I, I send them back to Sarah with the DSDC and I'm sure she gets tired of me doing that. So that's kind of always going to be in my, in my DNA. And then plus everything that I do as it relates to industry and business and meeting clients that are considering Johnston County, I am pulling the, the resources and the things that I learned from a main street. And, and I tell people, regardless of whether you're a small business with a half a million dollars in annual sales or a large corporation with a half a billion dollars in annual sales, the same sleepless nights for that small business owner or the same sleepless Absolutely. nights for the, the CEO of a large corporation. You have to make sure that you're meeting the demands of your clients, your customers, making sure that your employees show up on time, making sure that your employees are well compensated, making sure that the lights cut on the toilet. All the things that uh, that obviously the economy of scale is, is a lot different, but 24-hour business day is still a 24-hour business day regardless of who you are. Absolutely. So I, I kind of pulled those, you know, pulled from that strength and that that experience, and just apply it to to what I do today. And since I've lived here in Johnston County, it's an easy sale, uh, and you know, it's easy to do something that you love and as a community that you love. Absolutely. So, you know, um, as I said before, fastest growing county in North Carolina, but also the ninth fastest in the nation. Um, what do you feel has spearheaded this growth? Well, there's a couple of things. Um, and, you know, some are good, some are bad. Uh, let's talk about the bad first, and then we'll talk about the good. Uh, because they kind of tie in dovetail. Uh, you know, during the early 90s, um, the uh, I-40 opened up, which is a good thing. I mean, we, we were one of the few communities within the Triangle region that had a direct interstate connectivity into downtown Raleigh, as well as RDU and the park. Uh, so that connectivity really kind of opened up the door uh, for Johnson County. But during that same time, the tobacco biop happened, and agriculture and, and farming changed in County in the southern end of Wake County, around Fuquay, Holly Springs, Apex. You know, all those were farming communities, and particularly, particularly dependent on the cash crop of tobacco. Well, when that changed, obviously a lot of farming, a lot of families, you know, looked at it like this is our jumping-off point because the tobacco bio occurred, 
and there's no longer that big cash crop that's going to be able to support uh, our family farm like it used to. I mean, usually you grow tobacco and then you'd have some secondary crops that would uh, that would support the farmer, you know, but mainly, you know, tobacco was all that happened at the same time. And then when you had families that were, you know, just saying, okay, that were, and then plus generational, you had individuals like I grew up on a farm. I don't, I, you know, I watched my father, my grandfather work. I worked in tobacco. I don't want to do that for the rest of my life. So it was kind of a, you know, think there was a lot of things happening in the early nineties. And so that just kind of spilled over into Johnston County and the growth happened not only in Johnston County, but like I said, around Holly Springs, Fuquay Arena, Apex, uh, and your, you know that that whole residential growth kind of you know coming out of the Holly area. And then too, there was you know that you had the tech industry and the growth of the Triangle Park, the three major universities, all the things that make Johnston County and the Triangle region um, popular and successful was growing at the same time. And we just and we received that that spillover. Yeah. Um, so did you expect, uh, you know, I mean, I would have to say I've been in this position for five years now and just the growth that I've seen in the five years has been exponential. Um, did you expect it to happen this fast? And and what do you think the reason for it occurring so quickly is? Well, I would like to say I had a crystal ball to say that <laughs> I would expect I expected growth to continue. Mm -hmm. Um, particularly along the I ninety five corridor. And, you know, we had the first of the downturn of, of the economy around 2007, 2008, that kind of just pumped the brakes on a lot of things. But during this time is that when I, I knew just because of the connectivity of what I saw with I-40 happen, that whenever they released the, uh, the, the transportation project for I-40, that that was going to be a, another big game changer for Johnson. And sure enough, that happened. And that all kind of happened during the COVID times or right there at the beginning of COVID. Because, you know, when you had the shutdown three years ago this month, um, uh, you know, there were still a lot of construction projects that were then able to fast track and do a lot of things quicker. And so 540, um, you know, was, was just been released. I can't remember if it was the purple and green or the orange line, which they finally selected a line, whichever whichever direction they were going in. So once they were able to do that, it, it was just like cutting on a light switch. And, um, you know, there was that slow pause and a catching of a breath during COVID at the beginning. But then within 30 days, my phone was just ringing off the hook with, you know, people looking for opportunities. And obviously, everybody was looking to try to get out of the urban cores. Uh, there was a mass exodus out of the Northeast. Um, you know, I've heard some of the real estate people halfbacks where they come from the Northeast, they go to Florida, but they don't want to go back to the Northeast. They come halfway back. So uh, it's, you know, we were seeing a lot of that. And, uh, but then, you know, that's on the residential side, but then also from the business side as well, a lot of reshoring uh, industry work was kind of caught flat footed. We're 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 um, we're putting all of our eggs in, in the basket of China, and we need to look at ways of getting that back because supply chains were just so uh, so screwed up, and they're still sort of screwed up. Uh, and you know, hopefully that will start shifting out. 
Yeah. Um, it's funny you mentioned halfback because I went to college in Florida, moved back. I'm originally from Massachusetts. And I was like, I want four seasons, but I do not want to live in Florida. And I was like, North Carolina, here it comes. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, with all of that, though, what challenges are you seeing regularly? Like, you know, not just the biggest ones, but the consistent issues that are arising. And, and how are you looking to help resolve that? Well, the 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 a couple of issues that 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 are, that are facing the county is obviously providing infrastructure, water, sewer, mm-hmm. and that that is being faced by the home builders or by the towns, our eleven municipalities, as well as industry. I mean that that cuts across all sectors, mm-hmm. um, and I think that you know right now our county commissioners are doing a, an excellent job in trying to forecast what is the future going to be, and planning for the future, and looking at possibly regional approaches. Um, and that's how we've got, that's how we're going to be successful is that regional collaboration, but it's not as easy as it sounds. I mean, yeah, regionalism is great. Uh, but when you have all these different types of water basins, the Newt river, uh, basin, the Cape fear basin, the, you know, there's, there's a, there's a regulatory, uh, oversight of that. That is just not where you can pull it up. Here and put it into the news, or pull it out of the news and put it in the Cape Fear. There's there's a lot more uh, involved in it. So that is you know that's kind of the number one one issue in in meeting that, um, and then trying to make sure that there's appropriate allocations for industry and business, and that sometimes butts heads against you know my office versus your office in the sense that. Obviously, when I speak, I talk about the six pillars of economic development. You know, there's industry, there's travel and tourism, there's the medical, um, there's the agricultural, there's the, the small business, but then also talk about the cylinder of, of home building and the importance of that. And going back to what I was referring to with the Main Street, I, I want to promote a live, work, play environment here in Johnston County where people can raise a family here. Kids don't necessarily have to go off to school. They can stay in Johnston County and get a four-year degree or two-year degree certificate or some, you know, some some type of certification to where they can work at one of our many fine industries that we that already called Johnston County. Plus, you know, making it attractive for industries to consider Johnston County. And so, I mean, right now. Uh, our labor force for Johnston County is 110,000, 115,000 people, but yet 70% of those individuals leave every day yeah. to work elsewhere. So that's putting people on the road, putting people, you know, more traffic, all blah, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. And so what, what I want to do is make sure that we provide opportunities here and turn those cars around so people can live here, work here, play here, shop local, all the things and, and create that ec- ecosystem locally as opposed to you know, spreading it around uh, or, or sending it out of, out of county. Um, but, you know, that that's one, one struggle as far as infrastructure. The other is just something that we don't have an infinite amount of, uh, of is, is land. And making sure that there's good areas where we can provide places for people to live but then also provide places for people to work and in and, and meeting those needs because obviously the the struggle that that we're having, particularly in the western end of the county, is that there's just very limited 
available land uh, for industry. And if there is available land for industry, first of all, I'm not aware of it, but if there, <laughs> if there is, uh, chances are there's five or six neighborhoods around it. And then meeting the challenges of rezoning, doing that, um, because one, chances are the neighbors are upset that they're losing their their woods or their farmland that they've been looking at that somebody else owns, but they, they enjoy that amenity that they don't own. <laughs> and, and then um, figuring out how is that a good place for it? You know, but it, listen, I'm not keen for a day where I'm the gatekeeper of all this. It's, it, you know, there's, there's planning departments, there's county commissioners, there's a series of, uh, of, of my bosses and people that uh, that I answer to that would be the final of that. But it's just some of the things that we bump up against in trying to say, okay, is this a proper place? And understanding that you're not going to make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what is what what is the what's going to be best for John mm-hmm. in the future? And then also, pers- per, uh, you know. Uh, protecting, you know, the the rural nature that everybody loves. Absolutely. Um, you know, but but I can tell you that there's more of you and I sitting around the table yes. that have moved here to because of the 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 nice amenities that Johnston County has, but everybody else has too, and everybody else is knowing about it, and and everybody wants else wants a piece of that. So yeah. uh, it's it's tough to get inside the castle and close the gate behind you and say we're we're, we're doing more. Now, it's it's obviously, I think what we need to make sure that we do, and our county commissioners have done this, um, obviously there's been, there was a series of mistakes that were made 20, 30 years ago and the sprawl that we saw, uh, but I think they've made a concerted effort to try to redirect that growth back to our municipalities that can support, uh, you know, the water, the sewer, the, the fire departments, the police department, all the parks and recreation, all the things that People may have that may have moved from elsewhere and come to expect that you know those are the the areas of the communities that can support those things that doesn't expect. And so it's just trying to meet those needs and 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 working with property owners and finding out. I mean, I think the challenge for us for my office is looking at ways and and what we do is work with property owners to say this is end up this would be a great site. And I have an advisory board that that spans the county every municipality has a seat on that and there's three or four large seats working with them and saying okay what what do y'all see in your community and where do y'all see that happening and is it a good site and going ahead and doing the due diligence so that and getting it rezoned getting all the 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 infrastructure maybe in place or the or the 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 diligence uh, completed so that if somebody does move to the area, they're aware that, oh, if I do, you know, buy a house here, that I have the possibility that there yes. may be a, a Novo or a Griffles or some other industry that, that may lo- locate there. Okay. You know, so, yeah. um, 
Yeah, and you know that would be a good thing too for um, one of the things uh, is for the realtors to be able to express to those coming in is maybe having an understanding and something that we can do on the association side is to uh, bring that knowledge to their table so that the you know when somebody goes and purchases a home with that beautiful view, there's an understanding that it might not always be there because again, like you said, you don't they're not the owners of that beautiful view. Yeah, so. and, and 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 I get it. Uh, I, I I had a phone call from an individual. Individual, and I had nothing to do. It was it was in an area outside of Clayton or in the Clayton ETJ or matter of fact, maybe in the city limits. But for some reason, they called me up and uh, they had just moved from New York uh, and to a to a neighborhood that had been there for 30 years. But there was a large tract of land that had been bought and sold and bought and sold. I mean, it's for the last 25 years had been ad nauseum about this was going to be a residential plan, but for whatever reason, this guy was clueless about it. <laughs> and he was just finding out about like, well, and then he says, well, I'm not going to be able to enjoy the woods behind me. I can't walk my dog. I can't do this. I'm saying, I'm like, sir, with, with all due respect, you know, this is something that's been planned, <laughs> planned for or discussed for at least 25 years. And I said, I can tell you right now that the person that's selling that land will be more than happy to sell it to you so you can continue enjoying that. Well, obviously, that's easier said than done, Absolutely. and 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 I'm not making light of what his problem was, but you know, to 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 your point is that homeowners need to be aware of that. One, the reason that they're moving to Johnston County is because of the close proximity to Raleigh and all the amenities that we discussed earlier. You know, whether it's RDU, the Research Park, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is the the number one destination or, or, or market in the United States. Yes. And we're next to that. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's, it's, it's going to, I don't want to say it's going to happen, but yeah. understand the reason they're, they came here is the reason why everybody else in the, you know, they sit, read the same publications that they probably did when they, they selected, where do you want to move to? Yeah, top, top 10 places. <laughs> exactly. And if you continuously see Raleigh and exactly. triangle areas. Yeah. About yeah. to happen, yeah. I, you know, I always say that uh, the the you know the understanding that Johnston County it is its own unique beautiful culture and it does have the areas that you know the ability to be so close to the city but also have that you know kind of deeper inland idea. But I, I always say, you know, when I moved to Clayton, I was not um, hidden to the fact that it was next to the state's capital. Um, and knowing, you know, not just that, that, uh, Raleigh and the Triangle area were number one, but also that it's just the state's capital. And, and in my mind, inevitably that growth was going to come, whether it was this year, 10 years from now, but at some point, you know, um, it was going to spill over into our area. So, um, it, it is, it's very interesting, but on the infrastructure side, um, I was at a legislative meeting for NC Realtors a few weeks ago, and there are 10 regions in North Carolina that, uh, broken up. Um, and every single one, when they did their update, every single one mentioned water sewer and an issue they're having. So it's definitely not just a Johnston County thing. It's a nation, uh, excuse me, statewide issue. Yeah. And, and, and we as a county and we as a region, um, for the longest time, our communities, that was the, that was the only thing that allowed them to grow. Um, providing infrastructure, water and sewer. If you want to be in our community, then you need to be annexed. And that's how towns grew and and, and, uh, 
And so, but but with the cost of what it requires now, uh, you know, you, you, the town of Clayton is their regional uh, wastewater facility is north of $100 million. I mean, you're talking about a community of 30, 35,000 mm-hmm. um, spending $200 million. Johnston County is probably north of $300 million. I mean, that's a half a billion dollars to solve the needs of, you know, water and sewer and, mm-hmm. and, and, and meeting those challenges. And so you just don't go down to Lowe's and pull that off the shelf <laughs> and, and, and put it on the credit card. I mean, you know, it, it, there's there's engineering studies. There's there's things that you have to do. With, you know, there's so many regulations that come along with that. And, so, and we want to be good stewards of our environment. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, it's not that, uh, that we, we we I want to leave the, the the earth a little bit better than the way I found it. And, and 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 you know, and, and be mindful of, of God's creation. But uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, it's it's that's a challenge and it's going to have to be done collectively and not by everybody every every community being an island unto themselves that they've got those problems and how can we you know work with community and the, and the perfect example that i use in this two economic development project that were announced this past year in chatham county then fast which is going to employ 500 excuse me 5000 employees and they're going to have to live somewhere and then uh, uh, VinFast and then the the Wolf Speed, which is another 5,000, uh, 5, and then just right up the road in, in Randolph County is going to be uh, the Toyota chip manufacturer, which is another 5,000. So there's 15,000 employees in those three projects. Well, two of those would not have happened had it not been for Lee County and the city of Sanford. And many years ago, um, they were very visionary. And, and, and if you talk with some of the individuals in Lee County, some of those elected officials did not get reelected because it, citizens were saying, what are you doing being wasteful and spending this money? Well, at that time, it was only like $15 million. But, you know, things were cheaper 15 years ago. <laughs> but, but what they did, they had an infrastructure in place, and then they started being able to run lines into Chatham County because Chatham County – uh, wasn't prepared for that. Mm-hmm. So had it not been for City of Sanford and Lee County, Chatham County wouldn't have been able to do what they've done, mm-hmm. which not only just affects Chatham and but the the broader region. I mean, you know, when you think of employing fifteen thousand people, they're they're not going to all come from Chatham County. And there's going to probably be a lot with the five forty uh, Southern Loop yeah. being, being completed in twelve months. That people in Johnston County would be able to live and work at, you know, at Venfast or, yeah. or, or Wolf Speed. And so, I mean, because it's only going to be 25 minutes away. And, you know, so we've got, I've always said business knows no geographic boundary. Yeah. Uh, we in this position, in my position, and politicians or elected officials, I mean, everybody's, I'm, I'm responsible for a geographic area, and I understand that. Business says, I'm going to put it here, and I don't care where the employees live. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, and, and so when you think of Griffles and Nova, their labor shed is 25 counties in North Carolina. A quarter of the state of North Carolina, 
comes from elsewhere. So people are choosing to live in Tarboro or or Williamston or, you know, Wayne County. I mean, you name it. If they're within an hour's drive, they'd be more than happy to, to live in a deeper rural area of North Carolina mm-hmm. and drive in and, and work at our fine facility. So it's indus- industry and business knows no boundaries. Yeah. And, uh, and we've got to start thinking that way yeah and and too the you know i mean even though it knows no boundaries there is a, you know for you i'm sure that fine line of having to be able to work with municipalities and making sure that they aren't nothing's being taken away and or too much added onto their plate um you know and it's not just johnston county as a whole you really have to focus on those individual places i agree and and that's something that i felt like i've I, bring to the table since I kind of came from the main street, came from the town of Smithfield, is that I know the importance. It's not an us against them, county versus town. We've got this a partnership. And um, seldom have I come in and said, I'm from the county, I'm the economic developer, this is what you need to do. I'll give you my opinion of what you need, but but at the end of the day, it's like, what's your vision? What What is it that you want to see there? And, you know, and I'll, I'll voice, again, I'll voice my my opinion about whether or not this is a good location for that or this, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to lose any sleep because it, it's their community. And if they don't want that there or they want something there, then that's how I'm going to work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wonderful. So um, if you were another County though, looking into this area, uh, what would you see that Johnston County is doing so well during this transition and this fast paced growth? Um. Our, our government, I think we've got a very pro-business pro government, uh, so I think we get that right. Um, uh, I refer to us as the you know, green tape, not red tape, the ease of business, the speed of business. Time is money, regardless of which industry you're in. And that's not saying that we're just going to throw up the door and you can do whatever you want to, but we also understand that sometimes provide a concierge service and I think every department in Johnson County and every town does very well in that concierge service. And like we welcome industry, we welcome investment. Here's our rules and regulations and we're going to help you get through those 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 hurdles. And if if we bump up against something that's a problem, we're going to continue through the process and then catch that back up when we can. And so um it's amazing where you hear of other states, other cities that talks about 12 months and 24 months review processes and stuff like that. And and I'm able to come in and say 30 days. It, it's a, you know, it's huge. It, it is huge. And um, and I just say, you know, no, I can't believe that. I'm like, well, don't, you know. That's the truth, but here here's a list of people that have done business in Johnston County. Ask ask your colleagues in, mm-hmm. the, in that same field and and find out for yourself. Yeah. And but but it's also that's when I was going back about doing the due diligence and working with the property owner is going ahead and answering all the questions, going ahead and getting the site rezoned, going ahead and getting the phase one, the geotechnical, the, the full borings, the the 
the wetlands delineated, all the things, get those out of the way so that when somebody does come in and say, you know what, we have already taken the last six, seven months, done it, here's everything right here. Mm -hmm. Here's what you can do. Yeah. And so I think it's that, um, that, that what we do in Johnston County is that one, we don't own any property. We don't own any buildings. In the sense of industrial. And that's not anything against my colleagues that have industrial parks or build spec buildings. Um, our, our role, in my opinion, is that government should be a partner instead of a competition. And so what we do is look at ways of being that partner. What can we do to reduce that exposure to make the business and industry much quicker? And with the understanding that, you know, they would continue to make investment. I mean, you look at Griffles and Novo and think of the billions of dollars that they have invested here in Johnston County yes. um, since they have first stuck a flag in the ground. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I want to make sure. And it's easy and it's very sexy, to, you know, to have the ribbon cuttings for new industries moving to the area. And that's great. And we want to continue to do that. But then there's also, let's don't turn our backs on our existing so mm -hmm. absolutely and if you know giving them the opportunity to expand if they want to and that's great um so i know that you mentioned unfortunately you don't have a crystal ball but if you did um what would you say what would you think you would see in the next decade all of johnston county's in play yeah um what used to be all around the the western side of the you know from market lodge down to 4042 that area mm -hmm. Um, now all of Johnston County is in play uh, because of the transportation. You know, when you think of the three transportation projects that are key to Johnston County, will be finished for the most part in the next 12 to 14 months. You've got I 40, which is being widened from four to eight lanes. Yes. All right. You got better connectivity into downtown Raleigh. You got 540 opening, which is better connectivity to the park and to RDU as well as the triad. Mm -hmm. um, and then when you think about US 70, that's being transitioned in from US 70 to I-42, we'll be one of the few communities in the state that'll have three interstates affect our county. So what used to be kind of bottled up around the western edge of the county is now I-95 and beyond is in play. And so, um, to your point about being close to Raleigh and all those things is that when you when you say that you can be in the town of Selma or Smithfield and get on I-40 and be in downtown Raleigh in less than 25 minutes, it's mm -hmm. incredible because a 70 Absolutely. mile an hour zero stoplight. Um, you know, we talk about well, a great example is Dean Penny's the Copper District project out of place on Highway 42, this Interstate 42 and Highway 42, which I cannot, I, I, don't get me started on that. But anyway, Dean Penny's Copper District is that, you know, that's, I'm excited about that because that's going to be our true live work play. We're going to, they're going to build some office, medical, entertainment, kind of a true analogy would be kind of like a North Hills district, um, very similar to that. And, you know, somebody was, I was, sharing with somebody and I went to, to, to Waze or Google maps or something. And I keyed in that area, red hat, uh, the, the, the red hat 
headquarters in downtown Raleigh. And it took 17 minutes to get from that location into downtown Raleigh. And then I said, okay, well, so I went to Northfields and I keyed in that mm-hmm. to Red Hat and it took 15 minutes. Yeah. Now one six miles, but you've got stoplight after stoplight after stoplight and stop and go and, and getting through Raleigh where for us it's, it's 70 mile an hour. And now it's obviously it's, it was uh, ten miles further, mm-hmm. but when you're going seventy miles an hour, yeah, it, you it, you know time is money, yeah. and so to be able to say and kind of put that up on the map, and people are like, wow, I get it, mm-hmm. you know, it's incredible. It's, it puts it so much closer it to does. our reach, and that's yeah. awesome. And and that's just the Copper District. I mean, you, you've got Eastfield and Selma, and then you've got things going on in Princeton and Pine Level, and that is kind of my role is is telling the elected officials there, uh, Mayor Holt and, and Mayor Reigns, like, and they, they know it. I mean, I'm not telling them that, you know, they get it. Well, all you've got to do is open up the door and it's going to come mm-hmm. in. But what do you want that to look like? Is up to you. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if sometimes they're not sighing in relief a little bit to be able to see it and actually watch it, you know, flow their way as opposed to just all of a sudden knocking on their front door. So yeah. um, now um, just to wrap this up, cause that a ton of really great information and really appreciate um, you joining us today and, and, and just enlightening us with everything going on in Justin, Johnston County. Cause again, it's, it's such an exciting place and so it's a really exciting time to be a part of it. Um, so, you know, this is uh podcast is, is uh, for the realtors. So what can realtors do to help and, you know, um, just kind of be a part of this growth? What, what can they do for Johnston County? Well, well, and for my office, uh, I think the key thing is is that I look at as as this organization and them as, as economic development partners. Um, things that we need to probably start addressing or being mindful of is the catchphrase "affordable housing" uh, and, and what does that look like? How do we do that? I, I don't I don't have any answers to this. I'm just hearing you know <laughs> what we can do. Um, that, uh, in my opinion, and again, this is just Chris Johnson. I don't necessarily speak for the entire county, but I mean, I've got my opinion is that, you know, sometimes uh, tighter, denser development is better, a walkability. Um, because when you think about some things that I hear from RFIs is that, that we get dinged a lot on is, uh, for the most part, is uh, public transportation. Yeah. Um, we do not have public transportation. At a, well, we've got JCATs, but for the most part, we do not have a bus system or what would be traditional public transportation. So getting people around kind of, you know, sets us back. We need to start thinking about what does that look like in the future? Um, and then also affordable housing. And not only just for, I mean, for everybody, for employees, but, but you know, you think of school teachers, firemen, police officers, Absolutely. all the, all the, 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 the employees that that provide service for the community, they have to live somewhere and, um, and that, that's going to be, Absolutely. You know, and it's great that you mentioned that because that is one thing that we are hyper-focused on right now because you have to imagine, you know, we call it workforce housing where those who educate our children, protect our community and keep us healthy 
we have to make sure that they can afford to live where they're where they're working. Otherwise, they'll just go somewhere else and, and we won't have the best police force or hospital staff or teachers to educate our children. And so that is something that, you know, JCAR's leadership, it's, it's one of our number one focuses, absolutely, until that issue is solved. Because right now, the median income does not match the median home price and that's just it, it's not sustainable right and 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 unfortunately a two by four in raleigh is this cost the same as a two by four in smithfield so i mean when you think of you know the only thing that may be the different variable is the land cost yes. but goodness gracious I mean, land cost are yeah i mean here so it is um it is something that is we need to be mindful of again i have I wish I had within that crystal ball the answer yeah. to those things, but I just know that it's something that uh, that uh, I think it caught everybody flat, and not just Johnston County. When COVID hit, there were you know just a mass mass rush of of uh, people moving to the area and just starting to sing and, yes. and just driving the cost is like goodness gracious, and uh, so it's it's something that. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time today. Uh, this is some wonderful information. I'm excited to get this out to the membership. Um, and we appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you very much. And just uh, if, there, if there's anything that I can do, then hopefully that uh, you know that my door is always open. Absolutely. We look forward to working with you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Again, I'd like to thank everybody who joined us today. And of course, a special thank you to Chris Johnson for taking the time to speak to us about all the economic development and exciting things we have going on here in Johnston County. Make sure to join us next time as we talk about all the things real estate.